Our uh, second passage this morning, our gospel lesson, comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. Hear now the word of our Lord. A man with leprosy came to Jesus, begging him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and he touched the man and he says, I am willing. Be clean, he said. Immediately, the leprosy left the man, and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. And as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly. But he stayed outside in the lonely places. And yet people still came to him from everywhere. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may not all be infected, but we are all affected. Musa Dubey. Bye, everybody. I told you we're all family. This is the way families communicate. Right? That's okay. Okay, I'll start again. We may not all be infected, but we are all affected. Musa Dubey. Have you ever been confronted by a choice of whether to risk your reputation, your business, or your job on the one hand, or to compromise your spiritual and moral integrity on the other. I think that was the situation that Jesus faced in our passage today. The text doesn't give us any indication why Jesus was angry. We only know that the man had leprosy and that he made a conditional statement about Jesus' abilities. If you are willing, he said, then you can make me clean if then is it a request maybe more a dare you know you could do it jesus if you really wanted to if you are willing jesus was angry according to the translation i read just now jesus was indignant now you might not know that from reading other english translations of this passage but indeed mark 141 that was the passage that says jesus was angry it's one of the most interesting passages in the new testament for those who study textual criticism and if you are interested i'll get you a copy of bart Ehrman's essay a leper in the hands of an angry jesus but rather than get into all the details of textual criticism this morning i just want to tell you that Ehrman's argument is extremely compelling Jesus did not just look at the man with leprosy and have pity on him. He was angry with him. This must have confounded the scribes because they certainly decided not to translate it this way. I think the challenge for us from the gospel this morning doesn't come from Jesus' teachings, but from the leper's request. Are you willing? I almost had, and I may even change my mind and have us do a benediction this morning in that song is, Hallelujah, amen. To be, are you willing? And the response be, amen. Are you willing? 
The context of the story here in Mark seems to suggest that the leper came to Jesus as a result of Jesus' ministry and his preaching at the synagogue. So why was Jesus angry? For the last few weeks, we've, had, we've been reading Mark together, and I've been drawing on Parker Palmer's essay, for those of you following along. Now I become myself, Parker Palmer says. I said that Jesus' ministry of preaching, teaching, and healing was a call to see creation become what it was created to be. I suggested that Jesus, that in Jesus, people didn't just encounter an external voice that was pointing out the gap between who they should be and who they are, but that Jesus connected with a divine internal voice, a voice deep within them. In Jesus, I suggested, they were discovering their true identity, who they truly were. For the fishing disciples, you remember that story? This meant leaving behind their old careers, their old way of life, completely changing course, using the skills that they had learned to become part of Jesus' partnership mission, helping the world become what it was created to be, a place of healing and wholeness where all creation could thrive together. But then Jesus goes to the synagogue. I imagine the disciples followed him, and Jesus begins to stir things up. Remember this story? Jesus was awakening them to their true identities, but in the context of religious domination, this turned out to be a situation of disruption. Following Ched Myers, I argued with you that the exorcism of the unclean spirit was really symbolic of Jesus' freeing people from the sway of religious domination, the domination of the scribal authority. You're trekking with me here. Remember this? Next, we learn that Jesus goes off to be alone with his disciples and finds that a large crowd has followed him from the synagogue. And Jesus had connected with something deep inside them, and they wanted more of it. People who were broken and hurting, needy and outcast, they all wanted to see if Jesus could do something to address them, their hurts, speak to their situation too. Then Jesus, as we have today, is wandering around Galilee, and a leper came to him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Is it a question? Maybe it's a dare. If you are willing. So why would Jesus get angry at him? Wasn't this consistent with what Jesus had been teaching? You helped others, I can imagine the leper saying. You called us to free ourselves. Can you not do that with me? What about me? I have no doubt that Jesus was willing to make him clean. In fact, actually, that's the very next thing that happened. But it wasn't an action that would come without serious costs. Perhaps Jesus knew he would not contract the disease that the leper had. But if word got out that he was performing religious services, like declaring a person clean, a pronouncement only the temple priest could make, it might actually put him in direct conflict with the religious communities he was trying to win over. You see this? It might put him in direct conflict with the religious communities he's trying to win over. Perhaps Jesus expected that engaging with the man with leprosy would put him further in the margins. Maybe he would end up seen, as the community, seen by the community as someone with leprosy too. Potentially, it would compromise his future and the future of his movement. This is exactly what happened, by the way. How did our passage end? Our passage says, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, 
but stayed outside in lonely places. Imagine the people in the 1980s. In my mind, I'm imagining those who in the early days decided that it was what God was calling them to do to work with AIDS patients. How society, I wasn't, wasn't but a child then, but I remember in my head, it's one of those really echoing moments in history where I see how wrong the world was, but how a few people got it right and were willing to risk their reputations for it. I believe that Jesus was angry with the man with leprosy because he challenged him, if you are willing. He presented Jesus with a challenge that anyone in the earliest stage of, public, of a public career, a campaign, or a movement has had to confront at some point. I know I confront it regularly. That is, whether to stick to the integrity of the message or to sell out to satisfy the expectations of the world. Following me here? When the leper approached Jesus, Jesus was forced to choose between compromising the integrity of his message or compromising his reputation and possibly the future of the ministry he was trying to do. A dare. See, I believe Brookside wants to be a place where everyone is welcome. And I think we want to discover our deep identities. But I think we also want to be a community that helps others live into the trueness of who they are. And live into their true identities too. And I have no reason to doubt that you are an open and affirming people. A space where others are, who are rejected by the world are able to come here to feel welcome and at home. But just like it was for Jesus, if we are honest about it, we should know that this is not a position that we can take without incurring serious costs. That's because it's counter to the dominion system, the domination system, the evil that has infected the world around us, maybe even deep within each of us. Perhaps there will be members of our communities who disagree. If word gets out that we're a place that welcomes and affirms the dignity of every human person, it might put us in direct conflict with the religious communities in our surrounding area. And even maybe some of the folks that we are hoping to win over, just like Jesus. Perhaps we are afraid that engaging with those that, we have, that have been demonized, demoralized, and dehumanized by the world would put us further on the margins and keep us from growing possibly risking the future of the ministry here at Brookside. And like Jesus, this might make us angry. Adair, are you willing? But the question I hear the gospel asking, even daring us this morning is, are you willing? Are you willing to become a space where everyone is treated as the beloved of God? Are you willing to be an open and affirming space where those the wider world has rejected and welcomed are treasured here among us? Are you willing to be a space where people can discover who they truly are, where we can learn to treat others with care and dignity, even if it costs our reputation? Because this, I think, is one of the scariest questions of all. And by asking it, it should make us angry. If not angry at the question, angry at ourselves for asking it. Why can we not be a people who affirm the dignity of all human beings. It should make us angry. If we're not willing because we're worried about what others in the community or surrounding areas will think of us, that's fine. We need to be clear about it and just change our message. 
Otherwise, someone might get the wrong idea, and folks who others treat as lepers might actually discover by accident, stumble in here, only to learn that we really didn't mean what we said. But uh, if we are willing, then let's not be naive about it and assume that such a statement will not come with some cost. The leper came, begging Jesus on his knees, if you're willing, if you are willing, make me clean. Did you know that at least 41%, 41% of transgender people attempt suicide? 41%. Maybe there's a voice speaking to us from the gospel this morning. Brookside, can you be a space of change? for learning and growing and welcoming and healing? Are you willing? Did you know that still today, women earn significantly less than their male counterparts? I guess everybody knows that, right? In 2009, only 24% of CEOs in the U.S. were women. And they earned 74.5% as much as their male counterparts. Did you know that the school where I began seminary in Kentucky is still publishing articles today in its newspaper arguing for what's known as complementarianism. Does anybody know what that word is? George LaRosa knows. Maybe, see here's the thing about complementarianism is the belief that men should be the head of the home and that women are only compliments. That they are only meant to be in service of men and that they should do everything in service, in submission to men in all circumstances. I'm serious. This is 2018 and a seminary in Kentucky has this in their newspaper. They're not sure what the answer to this question is. Maybe there's a voice that should be speaking from the gospel this morning, challenging the world to see how ridiculous some of this is. Brookside, can we be a, a voice for change? A place for learning and empowering and welcoming and healing. Are you willing? Did you know that the incomes of black and Latino households in America are drastically lower than in white households? Drastically. As one Forbes article points out, in absolute terms, the median white household had 111, a little over $111,000 wealth holdings in 2011. Two, uh, sorry, $111,000. But compared to that 7,000 for the median black home household, black household and 8,000 for the median Latino household. 111,000 versus seven and 8,000. Did you know that in 2015, there were 40 known hate groups in New Jersey, ranking just below California, Florida, and New York as the fourth highest number of active hate groups in the country? Did you know that? Did you know that there's a Coptic Christian church here in our very community that I personally have overheard people referring to as terrorists because they're from the Middle East? I'm talking about Brookside here. Maybe there's a voice speaking to us from the gospel. Brookside, you could be a space for change. You can be a space to help the world understand how ridiculous this is, a place for growing and learning and peacemaking and healing. But the question is, are you willing? And if not, who will? My prayer this morning is this. 
that we can hear the gospel asking us, even daring us this morning, like the leper did to Jesus, are you willing? And while this may at first make us angry, I pray that you respond the way Jesus did with a resounding, yes, we are willing. I pray that we can follow Jesus to become a space where everyone is treated as a beloved of God. I pray that we can follow Jesus to become a truly open and affirming place, a space where those who the wider world has rejected are welcomed and treasured here with us. Not just that they can come and sit with us, but they feel at home here, like they belong here. I pray that we can follow Jesus in our own day, in our own context, by addressing issues of homophobia and transphobia and transphobia and sexism and misogyny and racial injustice, among other things. And I pray that Brookside does not shy away from the dare the gospel gives us this morning. If you are willing, you can make me clean. I pray that Brookside can become the kind of faith community where people can discover who they truly are, where we can learn to treat other people with dignity, compassion, and care, no matter what. That we can hear that angry voice inside us saying, darn it, world, why does it have to be so hard? Following Jesus may at times be scary, and at times it just might make us angry. The gospel challenge for us this morning is to become a people who can reach out and touch the world and transform it, even if there are costs involved. Because the world is waiting for healing and the gospel is challenging us to be a people who say, yes, we are willing. Can we, in the name of Jesus, I pray, be willing. Amen.